0: Love Talk Radio
1: The book of 2nd Estrus Or 4 Ezra 12th chapter Beginning at the first verse And it came to pass While the lion spake these words Unto the eagle I saw And behold the head that remained And the four wings appeared no more And the two went unto it set themselves up to reign, and their kingdom was small, and filled with uproar. And I saw, and behold, they appeared no more. And the whole body of the eagle was burned, so that the earth was in great fear. Then awaked I out of the trouble, and of my mind, and from great fear, and said unto my spirit, Lo, this hast thou done unto me and that thou searchest out the ways of the highest. Lo, yet I am weary in mind, and very weak in my spirit, and little strength is there in me, for the great fear wherewith I was afflicted this night. Therefore I will now beseech the highest, that he will comfort me unto the end. And I said, Most High that bearest rule, if I have found grace before thy sight, and if I am justified with thee before many others, And if my prayer indeed be come up before thy face, comfort me then, and show me thy servant the interpretation in plain difference of this fearful vision, that thou mayest perfectly comfort my soul. For thou hast judged me worthy to show me the last times. And he said unto me, This is the interpretation of the vision. The eagle whom thou sawest come up from the sea is the kingdom. By thy brother Daniel. Let me read that again. The eagle whom thou sawest come up from the sea is the kingdom which was seen in the vision of thy brother Daniel, but it was not expounded unto him. Therefore now I declare it unto thee Behold, the days will come that there will rise up a kingdom upon the earth, and it shall be feared above all the kingdoms that were before it. In the same shall twelve kings reign one after another, whereof the second shall begin to reign, and shall have more time than any of the twelve. And this do the twelve wings signify, which thou sawest. As for the voice which thou heardest speak, and thou sawest, not to go out from the heads, but from the midst of the body thereof, this is the interpretation, that after the time of that kingdom there shall arise great striving and it shall stand in peril of failing. Nevertheless, it shall not then fall, but shall restore again to its beginning. And whereas thou sawest the eight small underfeathers sticking to her wings, this is the interpretation, that in him there shall arise eight kings, whose time shall be but small, and their years swift. And two of them shall perish, the middle time approaching four shall be kept until their end begin to approach, but two shall be kept unto the end. And whereas thou sawest three heads resting, this is the interpretation. In his last days shall the Most High raise up three kingdoms, and renew many things therein, and they shall have the dominion of the earth. And of those that dwell therein with much oppression, above all those that were before them, Therefore they are called the heads of the eagle. For these are they that shall accomplish his wickedness, and that shall finish his last times. And whereas thou sawest that the great head appeared no more, it signifieth that one of them shall die upon his bed, and yet with pain. For the two that remain shall be slain with the sword. For the sword of one shall devour the other, but at the last shall he fall through the sword himself. And whereas thou sawest two feathers under the wing passed over the head that is on the right side, it signifieth that these are they whom the highest hath kept until their end. And this is a small kingdom and full of trouble as thou sawest. And the lion whom thou sawest rise up out of the wood and roaring and speaking to the eagle and rebuking her for her unrighteousness with all the words which thou heardest this is the anointed which the highest has kept for them and for their wickedness until the end he shall reprove them and he shall upbraid them with their cruelty for he shall set before him alive in judgment and shall rebuke them and destroy them and the rest of my people shall he deliver with mercy those that have been pressed upon my borders and he shall make them joyful until the coming of the day of judgment, wherefore I have spoken unto thee from the beginning. This is the dream that thou sawest, and these are the interpretations. Thou only hast been meek to know this secret of the highest. Therefore write all these things that thou hast seen in a book, and hide them, and teach them to the wise of the people whose hearts thou knowest may comprehend and keep these secrets. Wait thou here thyself yet seven more days that it may be showed thee whatsoever pleaseth the highest to declare unto thee. And with that he went away. Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. Peace be unto you. This is your brother D.L., Elder Youngman, for those that follow online. And the name of tonight's message is Tyranny versus Anarchy. Tyranny versus Anarchy. So this is part two of the uh, message that we started last week about the Great Eagle and the fate of Mystery Babylon. Um, the twelfth chapter of Second Esdras um, is basically the interpretation, excuse me, the interpretation of the dream um, that was broken out in the eleventh. So the chapter starts with a conclusion. Um, of that dream, with the lion, um, you know, speaking these words to the to the eagle, which was the fourth kingdom, and um, and it shows how uh, the entire body, you know, these kings were destroyed, and the entire body of the eagle was burned up. Um, through our study in uh, the book of Daniel, um, you know, when we talk about the eleven kings talk about the destruction of Mystery Babylon from that perspective Um, we know the last kingdom was a broken kingdom Um, it was iron and miry clay So, and it was told in that reading that the the kingdom would not hold together so we see how all of these different philosophies which are represented here by kings um, how they are in constant conflict with one another Uh, We talked last time about how that center head, the large head, um, disappeared, which was, you know, which was joined with the other two heads, the left and the right, and how they went forth and they destroyed, uh, you know, many nations. But we also broke out that uh, what was significant about the disappearance of that head and what it shows us today with what we see today is the fact that that was the agreement, that was what made Mystery Babylon um, so powerful and so great, uh, that all of these different peoples were able to come together, and you know they were able to agree, and um, you know and they were able to push their will. As evil as whatever that will was, um, there was enough agreement in the kingdom for them to get done whatever it was they needed to get done. You know, we bomb who we want to bomb. We invade who we want to invade. We force people to use our currency. That was an agreement uh, between the two extremes. And one of the pictures that I was able to find about this this three-headed eagle, um, you know, it, it's described in a number of different ways. It's described as the executive branch, the, the judiciary and, and the Congress. Um, it's also described as um, three different ruling philosophies. Um, and there's only one picture on this particular broadcast. But basically, what you see is that um, the three extremes are the three points with the two extremes. One is anarchy, which is no law at all. Um, the other is tyranny, which is ruled by a few. <coughs> then with the uh, the compromise in the middle. So you know what that tells me is that they've known. I mean, they've known all this time <coughs> uh, what this kingdom is and how it was. You know how it was put together, how it was ruled, and these two philosophies. When you look at them, when you look at them very closely, you see that they exist here. You've got the red angels that represent the um, that represent tyranny, uh, ruling with an iron fist. Uh, they want their laws. They want to be supreme. White supremacy. They want to be the ones that are served. Uh, they see themselves as superior,
0: <coughs> so they want to rule. As tyrants take control of democracies, they typically do seven things. Number one, they exaggerate their mandate to govern, claiming, for example, that they won an election by a landslide, even after losing the popular vote, criticize any finding that they or co-conspirators stole the election, and repeatedly claim massive voter fraud. In the absence of any evidence in order to have an excuse to restrict voting by opponents in subsequent elections number two they turn the public against journalists or media outlets that criticize them calling them deceitful and scum holding few if any press conferences instead they communicate with the public directly through mass rallies and unfiltered statements number three they repeatedly lie to the public causing the public to doubt the truth and to believe fictions that support the tyrant's goals. Fourth, they blame economic stresses on immigrants or racial or religious minorities and foment public bias or even violence against them, threaten mass deportations, registries of religious minorities, and the banning of refugees. Fifth, call anyone who opposes them an enemy and hit back hard at them, questioning their motives or their character. Attribute acts of domestic violence to enemies within and use such events as excuses to beef up internal security and limit civil liberties. Number six, they appoint family members to high positions of authority, appoint their own personal security force rather than a security detail accountable to the public, and they put generals into top civilian posts. Finally, number seven, They keep their personal finances secret and draw no distinction between personal property and public property, profiteering from their public office. Consider yourself warned.
1: On the other end, you see um, anarchy. Lawlessness. Uh, You see uh, homosexuality. You see, um, you know, do as I will. These are the blue angels. And you know, one thing that I really that really jumped out at me in this particular uh, reading of scripture is how each one of these philosophies were um, assigned a king. So, as you probably know from. You know, for what's going on in the news, uh, President number 44, uh, Barack Hussein Obama, the one after the 10th, he's gone political again. He's out there and he's berating um, the 45th uh, president. So you could not ask for a more clear representation of those two extremes. Um, Lawlessness which, you know, Barack Obama is the face of.
0: We return now to former President Obama's remarks today to students at the University of Illinois. From pointed criticism on the current state of politics to calling for more common ground, one message was consistent, urging people to vote.
2: I'm here today because this is one of those pivotal moments when every one of us, as citizens of the United States, need to determine just who it is that we are, just what it is that we stand for. And as a fellow citizen, not as an ex-president, but as a fellow citizen, I'm here to deliver a simple message, and that is that you need to vote because our democracy depends on you. Over the past few decades, the politics of division and resentment and paranoia has unfortunately found a home. Republican Party. They're undermining our alliances, posing up to Russia. What happened to the Republican Party? Its central organizing principle in foreign policy was the fight against communism. And now they're closing up to the former head of the KGB. And by the way, they, they claim that everything will turn out okay because there are people inside... White House, who secretly aren't following the President's orders, that is not a check. I'm being serious here. That's not how our democracy is supposed to work. They're not doing us a service by actively promoting 90% of the crazy stuff that's coming out of this White House, and then saying, don't worry, we're preventing the other 10%. It should not be a partisan issue to say that we do not pressure the Attorney General or the FBI to use the criminal justice system as a cudgel to punish our political opponents. We're we're supposed to stand up to discrimination. And we're sure as heck supposed to stand up clearly and unequivocally to Nazi sympathizers. Savior. You can't opt out because you don't feel sufficiently inspired by this or that particular candidate. This is not a rock concert. It's not Coachella. You don't need a messiah. All we need are Jesus, honest, hardworking people who are accountable and who have America's best interests at heart. they'll step up, and they'll join our government, and they will make things better if they have support. One election will not fix everything that needs to be fixed, but it will be a start.
1: And you have to start it.
0: And that was just the latest of political news this week.
1: Um, You know, he got these quote-unquote black churches to accept abortion, homosexuality, uh, you know, any number of things that just did not go uh, before he was elected in 2008. He caused those uh, steadfast people to accept those things, right? So now, you know, uh, nine years later, you know, you turn around and you look at these uh, if you look at these conservatives, uh, Trump, the forty fifth king, the one that represents tyranny. he's got them, he's got them so messed up. He lies like you wouldn't even believe they ain't even good lies. and still these people are trying to support him. Still these people are trying to uh, you know make him out to be the victim somehow. Uh, With the latest thing that he said about Puerto Rico, Uh, you know, just get right up on the TV and, you know, the official statistics say 3,000 people died. Uh, And then what does he say? No, it didn't. You know, no proof, no nothing. I think that Puerto Rico was an incredible, unsung success.
3: He just can't seem to let it go. All week, Donald Trump has defended his government's response to Hurricane Maria last year, even as another violent storm threatens the U.S. Then this morning, the president went even further, disputing the official death toll. 3,000 people did not die in two hurricanes that hit Puerto Rico, he tweeted. This was done by the Democrats to make me look as bad as possible. If a person died for any reason, like old age, just add them to the list. Ridiculous, say Democrats.
0: The death toll in Puerto Rico is abominable and abhorrent, and it's a lesson in our need to do better for fellow Americans in Puerto Rico.
3: Until earlier this month, the official death toll was 64. These pictures from June told a different story. The refrigerated trucks held unclaimed bodies. George Washington University looked at both direct and indirect deaths and revised the figure to almost 3,000 dead.
0: There is no reason to doubt, uh, you know, the validity
3: of these studies. San Juan's mayor called the president delusional and unhinged. Even Republicans wouldn't defend the president's tweets today.
0: Uh, So I have no reason to dispute these numbers. I was in Puerto Rico after the hurricane. It was devastating.
3: In a recent report, FEMA acknowledged deficiencies in the Hurricane Maria response. At a cost of $12 billion, it was the largest and longest in the agency's history. But power was only recently restored to everyone. And just this week, pictures emerged of water bottles, perhaps millions of them, left on a tarmac in Puerto Rico months ago, still undelivered and unusable. Lindsay Dancom, CBC News, Washington.
1: He knows who he's talking to. He knows that he's talking to people that are just so hateful that the truth doesn't make any 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 sort of um, difference to them. He knows his audience, and he knows that you know he can get away with that with his staunchest supporters. Um, this last thing going against the official counsel, um, you know, it costs him, and I, I think it's probably going to cost him in the midterm elections as well. But at the same time. With 44, uh, Barack Obama, uh, the king that represents anarchy or lawlessness, um, you know, he has not changed. Nothing's changed with him. If anything, uh, what we know about him is strengthened. So this great eagle, without that agreement that joined head in the middle, uh, the two extremes are now very clearly laid out. You've got... Barack Obama on the left you've got uh, Donald Trump on the right and they both very clearly um, represent anarchy and tyranny so now brothers and sisters this is the part where those those two heads are going to go into conflict this is how the entire body of the eagle gets burned Um, we know again from Daniel that there is a, a rock that's going to hit the feet, which is this kingdom, uh, which is going to hit the feet of this great statue. We know that that's going to cause, you know, the entire system that's been in place since Nimrod ruled the earth it's going to cause it to, to you know, to, to fall down to be destroyed. But with this reading, we see how this kingdom is going to be weakened from the inside. Um, our dear brother, Yaya, uh, one of the things that he worked very hard to warn us about while he was here, um, was this impending civil war and how race would be leveraged, how, um, this, this old hatred, you know, the power of this old hatred, how it would be leveraged so that these people can break this place down, uh, you know, to, to a place where it can be controlled, we see that with these blood sacrifices, we see that uh, with the cop that just walked into, you know, this, I think, Bantam Jean, uh, that walked into his apartment and just executed him, and now, you know, of course, they're trying to say that it's his fault, they're trying to, uh, you know, put a drug rap on him post, uh, <laughs> post-mortem. You know he's already dead, so then oh okay, well let's go get a search warrant and let's search his house and let's see if there is you know some sort of dirt that we can we can stick on him. They know that this is going to cause a conflict. They know it, and that's the goal of it. So the shooter, the cop. um, Pictures of her have surfaced with this um, this white power sign that you know people want to scream and and yell that it's not a white power sign and it's not it's actually three sixes so whether they know it or not uh, you know the hand gestures tell us that it is just another form of satanism now these white supremacists right now you see these 666 um, white power signs um, all over the place you got them in the police department you got them in the Coast Guard response and they aren't doing this stuff for nothing there's something that is brewing where uh, Anarchy the king that represents Anarchy, his people um, they know that uh, these people behind 44 are eventually going to try to kick him out of office so brothers and sisters you got to look at um, the fact that you know this conflict is brewing and it's not going to be any sort of a nice conflict. We know where it ends up because, really, you know, the king that represents anarchy, um, the anti Messiah, is going to represent both anarchy and tyranny. Lawlessness will become the law and he will enforce that law. But before we get there, these folks that are um, in support of white supremacy and trying to take this country back, they are going to make a move. And brothers and sisters, we should all see this coming. We should have prepared for this, um, you know, a long time ago. But we know that the conflict is coming. We can see that, you know, they're signaling, they're signaling one another. And it's all the same signal. I mean, it's all the same sign. It's all the same 666 hand gesture. But people are so polarized. These philosophies have split the people so much that now they're arguing back and forth about, well, it's not racist. You know, these people throw it. Who we know are Satanists. Who we know support um, the 44th president. And, you know, other folks are going in and saying, well, it's not white power. It's 666. It's 666 brothers and sisters it's all satan's it all belongs to him it's just that these factions they hate different people they hate different things but first john 519 holds true this is all in the hands of wickedness it's in the hands of evil and you know at the top levels they're sitting back and they're looking at this because this is what they want they want the conflict they want the bloodshed. And brothers and sisters, we're going into that. We know which head is going to win out between these two. They are targeting these white Christian conservatives. Bad stuff is going to happen because they're going to try to hold on to their power. But what they don't realize is that they've been set up. You know, this whole thing with this QAnon and all these people going in and and putting all this, um, you know, all these. Ideas and all this, uh, you know, all this racist uh, rhetoric um, on the internet. Like that stuff's not law. They've been set up, brothers and sisters. But the point of the matter is that they will not go out without a fight. So you, and me, and all of those belonging to the Father need to do exactly what Revelation 18:4 says and get out of the way. Withdraw. Not take a side. Anarchy will wind up winning, and what we'll see is that the anti-messiah will take his seat. You know, as this place goes into decline, and he will become the tyrant. But the first ones to get uh, dealt with will be these white Christian conservatives that have, you know, fallen behind Donald Trump, this desperate president. That you know, hey, he, he represents the old spirit of the slave master. That's what you're looking at. No regard for the truth. Uh, no regard for any people that don't benefit him somehow. So they're devolving, brothers and sisters, and going back to the way that, to the way that they were. And their values are all wrapped up in this caricature of this exaggeration of everything negative that it means to be a white man and the fact that this administration um, is preparing a test where on Thursday they'll be sending out text messages to every cell phone in the United States brothers and sisters hey it's, it's upon us it's upon us think about our Messiah think about how um, all of these different People's came together to shun our Messiah his own people his supposed church uh, the world and the Roman Empire all of them came together and they were in agreement about his execution so what you see now at the end is that that agreement is going to go and that these factions are going to fight one another so brothers and sisters that's my time uh It's right in front of us. It's right in front of us. Brother DL is out. Love you all. Shalom.